This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, November 12, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. GM's financial problems come at the same time as the meltdown of much of Wall Street. Wall Street got its bailout. Now GM is hoping for some of that cash as well. Dan Eikenson, Associate Director of the Cato Institute's Center for Trade Policy Studies, says the impulse at work is the same. GM and Wall Street both won a payday after years of poor decisions. When you hear Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid saying that we need to bail out the industry, what they're saying is we need to give loans or give cash to three of the many producers, the big three. Uh, the big three account for about 50% of, of U.S. auto production. They account for about 50% of sales. The other 50% uh, are facing a similar contraction in demand, are facing similar troubles caused by the credit crunch, but they're not marching on Washington for, for a bailout. And the main reason is that they're doing pretty well despite the current demand situation. Uh, the big three's problems predate the financial crisis, even though their lobbyists and, and their representatives from the Michigan delegation and the leadership in Congress uh, will tell you it has everything to do with the financial crisis. They've made uh, some very bad decisions that which have made them uncompetitive from a cost perspective. How long has this been coming for GM, specifically the serious problems that they're facing right now? Earlier in the decade, uh, GM made major capitulations to the unions with respect to work rules, uh, compensation, benefits. Uh, basically, the work, UAW workers were, were given the Cadillac platter of benefits. Uh, they were to be paid up to 90% of their salaries when they were laid off. Basically, uh, GM was uh, disincentivized from laying people off. And as a result, when demand contracted earlier in the decade, they kept pumping out products. They kept making cars even though there wasn't uh, much demand for them. And as a result, the 0% financing for five years, six years, seven years, that, that, that concept was born. Um, and on the demand side, uh, Detroit has been making bad uh, decisions with respect to the, the products they're making. They, they thought that the, the period of SUV and big, big truck consumption would last forever. In fact, it hasn't. Um, if you look at the top 10 selling cars uh, over the past decade, big three produced passenger vehicles have made that list scarcely, uh, maybe coming in at s slot 7, 8, or 9, or 10. None of the, no big three passenger vehicle has been a top five seller this decade. Uh, so that begs the question, why do we want to give them $25 billion if to, to make products Americans don't want to buy? As the argument goes... Uh, this company represents uh, a great deal of workers. There are all sorts of workers who work in related companies that uh, do important things. And at this critical time, as we are very clearly uh, entering a recession or have been in a recession for some time period, we shouldn't uh, kick uh, the economy when it's down by allowing this big, major American company to fail. You know, I coach my uh, second graders soccer team in Montgomery County, Maryland. In Montgomery County, Maryland, uh, there are no such thing as winners and losers. We don't keep score. Everybody gets trophies. That seems to be what's motivating Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid. They think that this is a, a Montgomery County soccer game. In fact, to speak of the big two is heresy. 
But in fact, if we had a big two, if one of the big three were allowed to go under, workers for the other companies, uh, stakeholders, shareholders in the other companies, would be doing a lot better. Uh, There is an argument that it's not just the primary workers at the auto uh, plants themselves, but also the parts producers. Well, the parts producers aren't doing well now because people aren't buying many cars. Um, But if one of the big three were to liquidate, business for the other two would be doing better, and the parts suppliers would would have those customers as well. Um, If Americans are going to be forced to subsidize auto producers, why can't we choose who to subsidize. I, I would pick maybe maybe Honda. They, they produce in Marysville, Ohio, or, or uh, Toyota in Georgetown, Kentucky, or Nissan in Smyrna, Tennessee, Kia in Alabama, BMW in South Carolina. These companies are American companies. They pay U.S. taxes. They employ Americans. They contribute to local charities, support local softball teams. Um, they uh, are every bit as much American. And if we are to give $25 billion to the big three, uh, we are subsidizing failure. They, they, these are the companies that don't deserve uh, are, are, are those types of contributions. What do these members of Congress expect as a result? Do they think that this money is just going to make is going to make GM a, a, a better company? Right. Uh, that's a fu- that's a question that doesn't seem to be asked much. Uh, you're not seeing it much in the mainstream media. All we hear is that the big three are bleeding cash. They're facing bankruptcy, imminent demise uh, over a period of three or four months. Why then do we give them $25 billion? What are they going to do with that money? Is it just to uh, slow the process down? To me, it is just uh, uh, you're throwing money into a money pit. But Pelosi and Reed and the Michigan delegation walk away with having done something for the Detroit automakers. They've been telling them for eight years that, you know, eventually – We'll bring some goodies home from Washington for you. But the auto industry has been bumping its head up against the wall with the Bush administration on a variety of issues. Uh, and I think the, 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 the beneficiaries of this bailout are the Pauls. What of the idea that uh, this money might delay the day of reckoning for uh, these pension obligations and uh, health benefits that GM owes to its past uh, and, and some current workers? I don't think that that's uh, a good explanation or justification for wasting $25 billion just to buy six months of, uh, of, of benefits. Uh, I think what the auto industry really needs to do is to follow in the footsteps of the steel industry. The U.S. steel industry at the beginning of this decade faced numerous bankruptcies, uh, red ink all over the place. and. After years of going through nominal bankruptcy processes and then being allowed to come back into the world to produce on economic output, the steel industry finally recognized that they needed to consolidate. Uh, in 19, I'm sorry, in 2001, there were 12 U.S. steel mills accounting for about 75% of hot rolled steel production. In 2007, there are three mills accounting for over 80% of production. The steel industry has had its most profitable decade ever. Uh, in this decade. And the reason is that they have consolidated. There's not uh, enough demand uh, for that kind of a, for, for a high fixed cost industry to, to uh, have so many firms. There needs to be fewer. In a sense, bailing out one company is, in terms of both market share and reward for performance, is a, a punishing uh, activity for those other firms in the industry. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it is 
we need a, a reckoning in the industry. Uh, if I'm a, a shareholder or a worker at Ford, uh, I might not say it publicly, but yeah, I, I think I'd be doing better if, if GM were to, were to go out of business. I would have a larger slice of the pie at the moment. And the, you know, Ford would be able to attract some of the best workers from GM uh, and, and therefore improve its prospects going forward. The other point to, that's worth making here is the government doesn't have a very good track record of uh, allocating uh, taxpayer dollars wisely. Just a few months ago, the auto industry was granted $25 billion in loans to retool. And the reason they were granted that money is because Congress passed this energy bill, which required U.S. producers' uh, fleets to get an average of 35 miles per gallon. Well, the, the, the big three can't do that yet. So that $25 billion subsidy to retool is basically incentivizing Detroit to make more fuel-efficient cars, the kinds of cars Americans traditionally have not wanted to buy, and the kinds of cars that Americans are going to be less inclined to buy now that uh, fuel prices have, are on the decline again. So uh, we shouldn't have any faith that uh, Nancy Pelosi or Harry Reid has any idea uh, you know, what, what this $25 billion bailout is going to do, this, this subsequent $25 billion dollar bailout is going to do. Uh, we, we have the automakers totally disincentivized right now. Um, they, they, they are incentivized to make cars that people aren't going to want to consume, which has been one of their biggest problems for the past decade. They're incentivized to make these, these products because <laughs> their factories are being retooled to make these cars. Dan Eikenson is Associate Director of the Cato Institute's Center for Trade Policy Studies. Read more of his work on U.S. manufacturing and trade at freetrade.org.